And now for something completely different. Welcome to The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, a podcast where Superman still stands for truth, justice, and the American way. My name is Michael Bradley, and this is episode number 22. And this is another of our special fifth-week installments, where we temporarily break from our ongoing look at Superman's adventures for a look at whatever else might be on my mind concerning the Man of Steel. This episode, we are going to look at something that I'd hoped I wouldn't have to do, or at least be able to do, I guess I should say, because I really don't have to do it right now. But I had hoped that once I read the story for myself, I would see it in a different context or a different light, and it would make my concerns or criticisms unfounded. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. The story in question is the already much-discussed The Incident from Action Comics number 900. As far as credits, we've got... David S. Goyer, writer, Miguel Sepulveda, artist, Paul Mounts, colorist, Rob Lee, letterer, Will Moss, associate editor, and Matt Idelson, editor. And I'm sure you have all either read the story or heard enough about it by now that I don't need to do a synopsis. I will link to the Superman homepages review in the show notes for this episode. Adam DeShannel did a good synopsis of the story in his review, so you can just read that. Uh, So if you haven't read it, go read that synopsis. Don't worry about me. I'll wait. Just pause your MP3 player and come back when you're ready. You're back? All right. Now, what's interesting is that the most talked about thing in this story, and the thing that's getting the most ink, is Superman renouncing his citizenship. And that's actually a moot point. In the continuity where this story was published... Superman was never a citizen of the United States anyway. And Superman being a citizen of the United States goes back to the post-burn reboot era where he wasn't born until his rocket landed in Smallville, thus making him a natural-born citizen. Here, he was born on Krypton, just like pre-crisis. So, if he ever became a naturalized citizen, it happened off-panel and was never referenced to the best of my recollection. So he's giving up something that he never had to begin with, which to me makes it a non-issue. What bothered me about the story was something else. Actually, two things, although maybe just one because they're kind of connected. As Superman is explaining to Wright why he went to Tehran, he says, As a superhero, as Metropolis's protector, I fought just about every threat imaginable. Alien invaders, time-traveling despots, rogues with every kind of costume and gimmick you can think of. I'm good when it comes to fighting apocalyptic threats, but the everyday degradations that humans suffer, dying of thirst, hunger, people denied basic human rights, I've never been effective at stopping things like that. And that's not exactly true. As we've seen and will continue to see, Superman started out battling those exact type of problems. 
As time folded forward and Superman got bigger and started to battle, as he said, alien invaders and time-traveling despots, we saw less of those stories, but he was still doing it. In more recent times, we've seen Superman encounter those stories even less, but when he does, it's usually written in such a way that Superman won't or can't interfere because he is... The human race needs to be allowed to grow on its own, and Superman feels that he would be inhibiting them and, in the long run, do more harm than good. And really, that's a bit of a cop-out. Um, part of me really hates those stories because you are taking your hero and putting him into an unsolvable situation, and it makes it a loaded issue. He should full well be able to solve it, but much like the problems presented by World War II to the comics of the 40s, he simply can't for the sake of the comics continuing to exist in a world somewhat like our own. So it becomes... It comes off like you're trying to say, well, if you're so great, blah, blah, blah. Which is why having Superman say, look, I really can't do everything, because if I do, humans will become too dependent on me and not learn how to grow on their own. So, I will take care of the big things that you really can't do. The dark sides, the doomsdays, etc. But loving thy neighbor, you can do that. And not to be cliche, but it's Superman giving us a hand up, not a hand out. It puts Superman into somewhat of a parental role for humans, which I'm okay with because it's the best answer to an unanswerable situation. Aside from not putting Superman into that situation to begin with, that is. But it also keeps Superman from being ineffectual in the situation, because he is being effective by being a model, a leader, and a guide, and encouraging others to be Superman too. By having Superman say that he's ineffective in solving those problems, it's not only a vast misinterpretation of what has gone before in stories, but it only serves to make Superman look like an ineffectual louse rather than the upstanding character that he is. So there's that. But what really got under my skin about the story is that Superman after Superman tells Wright that he's renouncing his citizenship, he explains his decision by saying I'm tired of having my actions construed as instruments of U.S. policy. Truth, justice, and the American way. It's not enough anymore. First of all, what many people seem to not grasp is that the American way is not U.S. policy. I don't care if you are Republican or Democrat or Independent or Anarchist. U.S. policy is an ever-changing tide that shifts with every major election, and frequently even more than that. The American way is the fundamental truth that, to borrow a phrase that I'm sure we're all familiar with, that all men are created equal they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among those are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and yes those words came from the united states declaration of independence but the principle is hardly one invented by thomas jefferson and goes all the way back to the dawn of creation superman himself has stood for the american way ever since his first appearance i know that the term and the American way did not become an iconic part of the Superman lexicon until it was incorporated into the opening of the George Reeves Adventures of Superman series. And who disguised as Clark Kent 
mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But once again, it isn't the words or the term, it's the principle. His first appearance, the very first page of the very first story, described Superman as champion of the oppressed, the physical marvel who had sworn his existence to helping those in need. Action Comics number 6 told us he was dedicated to assisting the helpless and oppressed. Action Comics number 7 said he waged a battle against evil and injustice. Action Comics number 9 called Superman the savior of the helpless and oppressed. And I could go on. You can't have a champion of the oppressed or a battle against injustice without first having the belief that oppression and injustice exist. And you can't have that belief without acknowledging that two or more things are equal and that one is being treated differently than the other. So, from the very beginning, the ideals and principles that make up the American way have been there as a fundamental and integral part of the character of Superman. If you want to distance Superman from the United States, you know, the flag-waving baseball mom and apple pie character, either for marketing reasons or story reasons, I can understand that. I can understand, especially from a marketing standpoint, that a character with an open patriotic zeal could be seen as a bigger challenge overseas. I don't necessarily agree with it in all circumstances. When I watch Captain America, I want to see cat-punching Nazis. Not Hydra pseudo-Nazis, swastika-wearing Sieg Heiland Nazis. It's not a matter of political correctness. Nazis are bad. Period. The only people that don't dislike Nazis are, well, Nazis. And I really don't care what they think. But that's getting off topic. I don't think Superman will ever be seen as anything other than an American icon. But I can understand the logic behind trying to distance him from that. But the American way is an intrinsic part of who Superman is. It has been for more than 70 years, and God willing, it will continue to be for the next 70. And to have Superman in a comic book, or any medium for that matter, say that the American way isn't enough, it shows not only a fundamental misunderstanding of Superman and what he stands for, but also a lack of understanding about what the American way is. The American way can't not be enough, because that's all there is. What Superman stands for, and what he represents. The idea that we're all here, we're all equal, and that we all need to be watching out for and helping one another, and lifting each other up whenever and however we can. Because that's love, and if we don't have love, we don't have anything. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of and more. SupermanHomePage.com Gathered together. 
from the far reaches of the internet are assembled a network of podcasts dedicated to the first and greatest superhero, Superman. Superman. The Superman Podcast Network is dedicated to covering all aspects of the Superman legend, featuring The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, Golden Age Superman, The Superman Fan Podcast, Superman in the Bronze Age, From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast, Superman Forever Radio, The Superman Vidcast, The World's Best Podcast, The SFR Daily Planet, and Radio KL from supermanhomepage.com, as well as the audio dramas Superman, Last Son of Krypton, and Supergirl, Last Daughter of Krypton, from Pendant Audio Production. Join hosts Michael Bradley, John Wilson, Billy Hogan, Charlie Niemeyer, Jeffrey Taylor, Michael Bailey, J. David Weeder, Cayman Stoll, I'm Isaac, I'm Adam, Dave Eunice, and co-host Scotty V. At supermanpodcastnetwork.com. So that's it. A much shorter episode this time out. But like I said when I was detailing what these fifth weeks were about back in episode 13, that's part of the point. I would love to hear your thoughts on the topic of this episode, uh, the American way, etc. So please feel free to drop me an email to thrillingadventures at greatcrypton.com and offer your two cents. Next week, we will be looking at Action Comics number 15, which features Superman going after lost treasure. So that should be fun. As always, I invite you to stop by the website at greatcrypton.com for show notes for this and all episodes. At the site, you will also find the email link, the RSS feed, and the iTunes link if you want to subscribe to the show that way. You'll also find the link to the show's Facebook page. I'm on Facebook as well. If you wish to friend me, just search my name, Michael Bradley, and put a note in there that you listen to the show so I know who you are. Also, be sure to check out the Superman Podcast Network at supermanpodcastnetwork.com, as well as my other show, Legends of the Batman, where Michael Kaiser and I are covering everything Batman from the beginning, and that can be found at batmanlegends.com. As always, Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. So thanks again for listening to the thrilling adventures of Superman, folks, and I will talk to you next time. Goodbye.
Why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes. Hmm? I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. <laughs> You're going to end up fighting every elected official in this country. I'm sure you don't really mean that, Lois. 